two, I would say for sure the goal next year is to win state. That's what we look for every single year. You got to go. You got to build your way up there. We got to start off with this summer. Everybody's got to stay disciplined. We got to have a good summer SDP. We got to work hard there. We got to really set the example, right? As captains between me and Jamar here, we got to show them what we really are and what Shockby High School is and just a different style of hockey. And going into the season, we always got to fuel our bodies with the right stuff. And I think if we really take this year more seriously than stay disciplined, I think we can have a really good year and have a good shot at winning state. If you've listened this far, the third captain for this next year is going to be... Welcome back to the Saber Hockey Show. My name is Yuri Hewson. Here with me again today is my co-host, Calvin Simon. And joining us today is the Shockby Boys High School Hockey Captains for the upcoming 23-24 season, Jake Marshall and Carson Steinhoff. Today's show should be a lot of fun. We've got some USHL draft news to share. And of course, we will dive into some hard-hitting questions for Jake and Carson about their youth and high school hockey experiences, how they feel about being selected as captains, and what they're up to right now in the spring. If you haven't yet, make sure you give us a follow on whatever platform you're listening on. And also, if you enjoy our show, leave us a rating on Apple Podcasts. If you missed our last episode, make sure to go give it a listen as we are excited to bring you the most up-to-date news on Sabre Hockey every two weeks. All right, well, we got some news to talk about. Uh, Big news. Uh, We've got... uh... USHL draft uh, has happened since the last uh, show aired, uh, and we we were uh, pretty optimistic in predicting that uh, a guy or two or or some of our guys would would get selected, um, and very excited and happy to report that we had two players selected in the phase one uh, of this year's US, USHL draft. Which, again, for those uh, that aren't familiar, the the phase one um, this year is 2007 birth years. Um, so you have to be born in that birth year to be selected in that uh, particular part of the draft, um, which makes it unique, right? These are young guys that aren't necessarily going to play right away or at all in this upcoming season. Uh, some some very well will and, and you know, will have some roles. Um, we know that, as we've reported already, Cooper Simpson was tendered, uh, which essentially you know was a replacement for Tri-City's first round pick. Um, so, so Cooper uh, was essentially selected in the first round. What people don't know, or unless they followed, um, is that in the eighth round, 129th overall, which again, this is out of all the 2007s that were available, uh, Jack Kolchkin was selected by Green Bay. So um, that's a big deal. Oh, yeah. Uh, shout out, Coach. Yeah, heck yeah. And hopefully he's smiling right now. You know, he is a guy that we were pretty, <laughs> pretty open about our feelings after the HP process and him not being selected and saying that that was, um, you know, uh, a head scratcher for us, um, but those that make the decisions in the United States Hockey League, um, you know, one of the best leagues to play in after high school for those that want to play NCAA and pro hockey. Green Bay uh, sees enough in his game at this point to to make an investment in him. So, uh, a big shout out and congratulations to Jack on that one. Oh, absolutely! Shout out to Jack. 
the other player, uh, we had another player selected. Um, ironically, his D partner, uh, who's in studio with us. So I'm watching his reaction as I say this. He's, he's of course, got a smile on his face. Um, selected in the 10th round, 137th overall uh, by Omaha, uh, was Carson Steinhoff. Uh, who you know did well in the HP and, and was selected in that, and so we were we were bullish on him being picked in this. Uh, so Jack goes in the eighth round, 129th overall. Uh, Carson goes in the tenth round, 137th overall. Uh, I'm sure that gives Jack uh, a little bit of, uh, of of bragging rights or a couple of elbow jabs to, be to Carson uh, <laughs> going a round or two earlier. Um, which for those, especially any any of the youth that are listening it's very small details on which round you get picked if you are fortunate enough to get picked in the United States Hockey League draft, especially phase one. Both these guys have bright futures. Both these guys have a lot of work to do ahead of them, right, to continue going on the path that they want to go on. Um, and I'm super confident that they'll put the work in and continue doing the, the things that are needed uh, to secure these opportunities uh, down the road. So, well, Yeah, and you just got to think about, I mean, when it comes to that draft, it's all the whatever birth year it is this year it's 07s you gotta think it's kids from all around the world so i i was watching the draft live updates and i've seen swedish kids russian kids canadian kids i mean it's not just kids that live and play in the u.s it's kids from all over the world so and in the first round i believe what is it 12 15 something it's, like that yeah, it was 15 but i think five or six teams signed a tender so there's probably only around like nine picks in the first round yeah and i know they i don't know how it all works but i i saw some passes there's some passes that team just don't decide to pick a player when normally yeah. when it comes to the later rounds normally the last couple rounds there's a few passes i know yeah. in the phase two that you look at the last couple rounds and it almost the last two three rounds almost every team passed just because they just don't decide to pick a player but it's definitely something a test to, especially if you're getting picked in that first phase that you're, they see the value and you're, I would say you considered one of the best in your birth class in the world. And we got two of those in our hometown here. Hope we were wishing for a third, but where he, he'll, he knows who he is. He'll make his strides. So. Yeah, that's Vogue's, of course. Um, and and the future's still bright for him. He's got opportunities. Uh, he's just got to dial in what, what he's going to do and, and how he's going to go about doing it and where he's going to play. Um, but without further ado, I guess, unless you have any other news, I want to introduce these guests. Uh, we've got two of them here in studio. This is our first time um, having more than one guest here with, with Yuri and I. Um, so uh, we already kind of alluded to it and you heard his voice. Uh, we have uh, both of the Shakopee High School uh, future captains for this upcoming season, uh, Carson Steinhoff, who we just mentioned was uh, selecting the USHL draft, but also um, the uh, w who will be a senior. I look at you and see you as a senior now. As soon as the season ends, kind of things transition for me. Um, senior uh, Jake Marshall. So Carson, Jake, uh, welcome, guys. Good to be on here. Thank you for Pleasure. having us on. Yeah, of course. So I think uh, we just jump into like what's going on with you guys now. Uh, I think we'll talk about, you know, captains and responsibilities and the excitement of that and the, and the season. But, you know, what are you guys up to now? I know you guys are in, in different boats, you know, one's full fledged in a season, one's more in a training mode. Uh, Jake, talk to us about the lacrosse season. How are things going? How's the team look? You know, how has the transition been from the high school season uh, now into the lacrosse season? Yeah, so... We're in the middle of lacrosse season here. We're six and one, uh, starting off strong. We had a rough, rough game up in Moorhead, but I think we're overcoming that. 
um yeah it's it's been real so teams buzzing uh, playing with confidence uh, obviously you said the moorhead game didn't go so well do we want to talk about that one or are we still you know uh, dealing with those feelings so there's there's been a couple of big wins though right or at least i mean maybe not big wins for you guys because you've got your eyes set on state and, and i know chan hassan and and you know the revenge from last season and in the year but you know talk to us about the wins this year and and you know some of the big ones maybe yeah so i think our biggest win was probably prior lake we um we played in Prior Lake at Dan Patch Stadium, and we took care of business. And that was the first time ever we beat Prior Lake. You know, it was in Prior Lake. We put double digits up on them. We only let up seven. There was a guy on their team, Ben Mickett, the goalie. Oh, yeah. Ben, oh, sure. He, he put five in on us. So, you know, so he's a scorer yeah, in, he's, in lacrosse. Yeah, he's he's, so he's done standing around 10 in the net. He's <laughs> yeah, like, let me tuck some goals. I don't yeah. want to block lacrosse balls as much as I do hockey pucks. Yeah, so it he doesn't is, sound fun. He is very good at lacrosse, but we uh, we shut him down in the second half, so came out with the win. So that was pretty exciting for all of so us. So first time in lacrosse's you know, relatively new sport, right? It wasn't around when, yeah. when I was attending the high school. Um, so first time in school history we're beating Prior Lake. Yeah. Yeah. First time ever. We've been a We've been a high school program for about 10 years now. Yeah, but there was a very small select group. About two years before I was a freshman, I played my freshman year. Most kind of with lacrosse, a lot of the guys, you will do have some juniors, seniors, sophomores, um, but they're at least when I was coming up, even when Jake and them were coming up, there was a decent amount of eighth graders and freshmen that do play as it is a particularly new sport. So it's not like hockey where we've had it here for a long time. Uh, so if, if you're a pretty good athlete, you can kind of hop in and learn some of the stick skills uh, as you kind of go up. But we've had a, a particularly good program here for the last, since I came up about the year before I came up to high school, that my freshman year was, I think, one of our first winning seasons uh, that we've had. We, they might have been a winning season my eighth grade year when I didn't play, but I know my freshman year was either our first or our second winning season um, with the high school lacrosse team. But and it's been all winning seasons since, or yes, yeah. yeah. So I know they've been successful. Yeah, no, we. I've been following. Well, I, I got it right here. They're ranked number fourth in the state. We've been top five the last three years we didn't have a sophomore season for me uh, i don't that would have been you what your freshman year eighth grade eighth grade okay yeah, yeah. so i mean there, there was a year we got cut out but we would have been poised to be another top five top 10 team in the state uh it looks like the boys are keeping it strong rolling number four in the state right now uh it feels like we always drop one early my senior year was prior lake at home uh and but we had to get the monkey off the back. We've yeah. got that now, right? Yeah. The DL yeah. game. And of course, we, we talk about this, I feel like, every every episode when when we can beat Prior Lake. That's no, always yeah. just extra special. So it's the best yeah. feeling. Yeah. It was it was fun to see it in the alumni group chat after the game. We have a group chat on group me with all the lacrosse alumni. And some of the guys were texting in there. Uh it, it was pretty fun texting that group chat. So uh we're we're proud of you boys, even though we're still watching from online oh, yeah. and some guys come but i haven't made it out to a game yet i'll i'll be coming out here soon so. tuesday play on tuesday who oh, we got yeah. let's sell it we play apple valley eastview in apple valley so so it's on the road yeah. when's the next home game thursday against rosemount 
Okay, oh, so we're that's recording this on a battle. Sunday night. This this will this will air on on Tuesday. Yeah. So this upcoming Thursday, uh, from when this this episode drops, and who we who is it? Rosemont. Oh, Rosemont's oh, yeah. always a battle. Sure, always a battle with hockey them. too. Any sport really? Yeah, they just they, they're deep. They got a lot of numbers. Yeah, right? they got a lot of athletes. They're a good program. Yeah. So, okay, cool. And we how do we feel about you know just a couple more things on the cross? How do we feel about you know obviously ranked? You know we should have seen guys <laughs> yet his face as he was talking about. You know they're they're number four in the state, and he's yeah. just it's, it's he's casual. Now. It's, it's casual now, you know. Yeah. Like uh, we're supposed to be there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Your face doesn't say casual. Yeah, um, your your face is gleaming, which I love. So okay, so you guys are you know top five, number four. I'll be specific, even though it's casual. Um, you know <laughs> what? Uh, how do we feel about our? You know, the the other monkey has been Chan Hassan, right? So oh, yeah. again, I don't want to you know get too far ahead of it, but do we play them in the regular season, or is this a postseason opportunity uh, only? We do not. We will most likely, if we take care of business, we'll play them in the section championship. That's usually how it works. But right now, we're focused on. Obviously, our goal is to go to state and get a section championship. But right now. Our focus is a conference championship because we get we beat PL, and it's just all laid out for us. So we just gotta take care of business and yeah, have one, the first time, one ever. game at a time. Haven't had one of those yet. That's yeah. that's about our only thing. We've been ranked. We've yep. had one two loss seasons, but haven't got that conference championship because yep. we couldn't beat Prior Lake. So yeah. these next two weeks are gonna decide if we do it or not. So. Well, and It'll it's fun. conference championship. Any championship is tough, right? Yeah. Um, a section championship is usually you're peaking, you got guys healthy, and then they perform under the pressure in the big games, right? The, the conference championship is consistency. Yeah. It's doing it over and over again, and it's the big games, right? The prior lakes or, you know, the other big teams, Rosemount we talked about, but it's it's the the, the lower teams can kind of sneak up on you, right? If yeah, you don't exactly. take care of business and you're not consistent. So, you know, I trust that, you, you know, you and the, and the other concert leaders on the team will will keep the boys focused for each oh, yeah. game and, and not look ahead too far well it's also a little different with lacrosse too it's a what 13 game four i don't remember how many games uh, it's a short season yeah, it's, both, it's like you play yeah. two to three games a week and you only see all the conference teams once you play them either at home or at away and that's it so you only get one shot at every team, so that's why it's tough. It's not like yeah. hockey. It's more like, Kinda, it's more like a football. More schedule. like football. Yeah. You play a team yeah. once, unless you play them in the postseason or the state tournament. So it's pretty tough. You you know you got to come ready to battle every day. Yeah. So totally yeah. sweet. Any other words on lacrosse or any shout outs to the guys or anything you need to do here with the I, lacrosse season? I think we're pretty good. Getting ready for the next few games here. Keeping on tap with some of the. Seniors, obviously, Linus yeah. had an insane year last year. Well, I think he finished number two in the state. With he's a goals. goal scorer, man. But yeah. right now he's got twenty four. So I don't know if he's on pace to break it or not. But seven games, twenty four goals, averaging three and a half goals a game. So who's like second, third, and fourth? Who else? I mean, I know uh, well Zane right now. Uh, he's kind of been a facilitator, so he can score. He's got thirteen goals, but he also has fifteen assists, leads the team in assists. So I'm thinking they got Zane running down the wing, passing the to Linus, orchard. and then, oh yeah, 
little apple orchard, yeah, tossing it over to Linus, and Linus will do his magic stuff down oh, yeah. there. Okay, but. so now the goalie is in the net, and Zane can put it away, but we couldn't get him on the empty net. In the, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Zane, you're listening to this right now. Yeah, of course. <laughs> I mean, I, listen, you guys know I love Zane a ton, right? And this is a fun chirp, and I wish he was here to smile through it, but... Yeah, that's that's great. He, I mean, he's got in the teens. You said what, 13, 14 goals? Thirteen, yeah. Thirteen. Okay, so yeah, um, yeah, good for him. So who's who else is scoring? Uh, Charlie Lindahl. Uh, we got Landon Toward. Sure, Landon's okay. uh, yep. number four. Uh, got the fourth, or he's fourth in points. Uh, Harrison Vega, another hockey guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, he's got nine. He's he's a workhorse. I mean, plays yep. both ways, um, but. He's taken his strides in the offense as he's been a little bit as a defensive both way player, but now I'm sure they're getting him into the offense. And you know, I got to shout out Jake. He's got nine points. He's got six, almost a goal a game. Yeah, almost a goal almost. a game. So <laughs> yeah, just contributing. Yeah, yeah. Got to keep putting them in. But. And then it, and then on the defensive side, obviously it all starts with with Weston, right? Brazlin yeah. is the 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 rock back there, yeah. and oh yeah, um, having a great year, I imagine, statistically as well as you know, getting the wins. Um, who else on the defensive side is, you know, the big time players? Oh, well, you got Tanner Bachelor. I mean, he, he's all out lacrosse guy. I mean, yeah, he's, he's he does all the stuff, whether it's off season stuff, playing with other teams, traveling. Jake, he, what are your thoughts on on Tanner? Obviously he's a horse. You know, you play with him. What what, what would you say about him as a player and a teammate? You know, he's he's very good. Obviously, his size it's very good. Sucks playing against him in practice because yep. <laughs> bruises up and down the arms. Oh, sure. Yeah. You know, he's a great guy. It's great teammate, great captain. So love hanging around him too. So absolutely. Well, cool. Well, well, best of luck. Uh, you know, this week you're on the road Tuesday and then at home with Rosemount, yep. uh, one game at a time. Uh rooting for you guys at the conference championship. And then obviously be rooting for you in the playoffs and uh hopefully take down Chan Hassan and find ourselves in a state tournament. So yeah. Uh, best of luck with that, Carson. I want to talk to you about just where you're at now. Uh, season's ended. You know, obviously we've talked about you know your your accolades with HP and uh, with you know the USHL draft. But um, what are you what are you doing? What are you spending your time doing? Um, you know, what does a, a day or week in the life of of Carson Steinhoff look like? Yeah, I'll go through my week here. So Monday, I I skate a Monday with PJ Atherton, and then after that, I go over to the gym with Dave Lynn. Tuesday is kind of an off day, kind of focus on school, get the homework in. Wednesday, same thing, skate with PJ, work out with Dave. Thursday, work out with Dave again. Friday, off day, kind of do what I want. Saturday, usually go golfing or hang out with some of the buddies. And then Sunday, I skate with Pedo, and then I work out with Dave Lynn too. So I work out four times a week and skate three times. It's sure. a pretty solid week. That's that's I love it. That's really great. You know, Carson's a, a a single sport athlete. Although you heard he does other things in there, it sounds like he's he's golfing. Um, I'm a good golfer. Yeah. Of oh, course. We'll, we'll have to go out and uh, Scorsese says we'll he's see. a good golfer. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> Is that in comparison to Jack? Because you were talking <laughs> pre-show about yeah, a he's, video. He's, he's rough on the course. I, if you're listening, Jack, you got to pick up your game. 
great. That is great. Same with my dad. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh Dusty's you. getting a shot too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, I guess you won't be getting that high-end stick for uh, your next request. <laughs> no, I wouldn't. Um, okay, so I, I, what I loved about it is, you know, because you're in off-season, you are prioritizing the strength training, right? Is yeah. what we push for the guys. Hey, spring, this is a good time to push for for strength. Um, you know, don't feel like you got to push it on the ice. There's obviously everybody's in a little bit different boat, but I'm glad to hear that. Um, you know, you, you talked about these PJ Atherton skates. What's what's I, I know some of these details, but what's that experience like? You know, tell tell the listeners what who, who that is or what those skates are and why they're valuable for you. So PJ Atherton, he played pro uh, he played in the NHL for around 10 years, won a national championship with the Gophers. And those skates are pretty cool. So me and Colchin are the two Shockby kids there in, like, in our group. And we're the youngest kids. But, like Every other kid's a senior, committed D1. So it's pretty special. And he kind of breaks down a bunch of stuff in the D zone, working on retrievals, working on your O zone play, just kind of making little tweaks in your game that will help you become elite. That's great. That sounds really valuable. Um, that's... That's really awesome. So okay, so you're you're in training mode off season. Um, I did hear you mention homework. Grades are good. You're keeping grades yeah, in good shape for sure. Fantastic, Jake to. as well. Keeping oh, yeah, grades. Of course. I know no, MP wouldn't to tolerate no, it any sure. other way. So <laughs> great. Okay, cool. Well, here's what I think we do. I think we talk a little bit. You know, this is the hockey show, so we talk some hockey. We talk about your guys's youth experiences. Uh, we'll segue and lead that into you know high school, and then we can talk about you know the outlook for you know this upcoming season um, in the fall and winter. So, um, mites. That's where it starts, right? Um, you guys. You know, we were talking pre-show. Sounds like you guys both put skates on or skated for the first time around four years old. Yeah. Um, and started that process. So, Jake, let's start with you. Talk about. It, and it might be a lot or a little. What do you remember about mites? Anything stick out to you? Um, did, where did you do mites? Was it all in Shakopee? I believe it was. Uh, tell the crowd. Yeah, I played all my mites in Shakopee. I uh, started hockey at four and joined the mite program when I was four. And uh, I remember John Hagland. He was my coach. He, I remember him. He just yelled a lot. He was a good guy, but he yelled quite a bit but well it's it probably passion you know, oh coaches yeah. we yell yeah it's just it's personality i think but sure he's, sure. A, he's a good guy um well yeah. john was one of the coaches when i played high school so it was ed loisel was the head coach yeah, and, sure. and john Hagen was the assistant and was the forward coach and um everybody knows coach loisel was was sharp and spicy and and pushed us i mean yeah. i don't mean that in any negative way uh, but but Coach Haglin was was pretty sharp too, and yeah. um, when he got to yelling, or if he did, um, I was working, yeah. <laughs> or I knew I was going to be, yeah. a, you know, a butt on the bench, and I was going to be watching. So I, I I know what you mean, but it's it's usually coming from a good place and a motivation. Yeah, place. yeah, exactly. Yeah, he would always he would push us even at the might level, which I appreciate now. So absolutely good. Absolutely. So okay, Carson, uh, also four years old when you started skating. Yeah. I started uh, playing when I was four years old, and then once I, I, I kind of quit, I didn't really like hockey too much when I first started, and then my dad forced me back onto skates, and I think I was around like seven or eight, and then I went kind of got back into hockey and fell in love with it again. Sure. So Okay, so uh, a couple of things, because I, I think I know this story pretty well from both you and your dad's perspective. So four years old, you start skating, um, somewhere along the line between four and five, you're like, 
I don't love this. Yeah, well, I just didn't feel like it was a sport for me. Totally. And and I talking to your daddy, he, he recognized that too. They 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 let you stop skating. Um, and then I think it was before it was too late, you know, seven years old, they, yeah. they put you back on skates and like, let's try this again and spend some time. Um, were you doing any kind of hockey? Were you watching any hockey? Were you street hockeying? Were you rollerblading? Were you doing anything between four and seven that you recall? Or was it just, I didn't do hockey and then I tried it again? I would always, I'd play knee hockey with my parents. And I think like the more I played knee hockey and the more my mom would play goalie and I would shoot on her, the more I fell in love with the game. And I, Thought I'd give it a try again, and then I got a new pair of skates, and then it hurt my feet as much, so it worked out good. Oh, sure. Yeah, that's, I, I get that for sure. So, okay, so started at four, uh, took a break, restarted at seven. You know, mites is basically, you know, in, in most situations, less players age up, eight eight years old and under. So yeah, the end of your mite experience. Yeah, you, I think I played one or two years of mites, and then I was done, already up to squirts. Sure, and I think that's going to be a theme here as we go through your your youth experience. So, okay, so then we jump into to squirts. Uh, Jake, what do you remember about squirts? I remember the first year I made the B team, and I was happy about that. A bunch of my buddies on the team. Then the next year, I um, I knew that I was capable of making the A team. I knew I should have made the A team, but I fell short, and I learned from it. It was a good learning experience. I felt like I was a leader on the B team. And then I look back on it every time I go to a tryout that they don't joke around. Like, you got to always put your best best foot forward and always try your best. So that's what I took out of that experience at squirts. So. That's fantastic. Yeah, you hear a lot of different stories. I mean, I had a similar thing happen to me. Obviously, it was later in Bantams. But you, you hear a lot of, I mean kind of go back to the Michael Jordan story, like he didn't play high school. Yeah. He got cut from the high school basketball team. And so I think it, obviously it's a little different age, not as far down the road. Like Carson didn't play mites for most of the years. Some of us, like people don't realize that you do not have to make the top team every year. You don't have to be the best player on the ice, best player in the team. Yeah, there's some very few select people that are the best one on the ice all the time, but then there's going to hit to the point where you're not going to be the best player on the ice. You're going to if you continue to move up, there's always going to be older guys, guys with more experience and I I think it everybody gets to that point where they don't make it to or don't make the team or whatever it is that they want to and then i think that's what pushes them to the next level like oh i gotta put more work in or i i gotta do whatever it takes to get this experience that i want and i think that's what you hear from a lot of other top athletes or guys that continue moving on is those types of stories whether it's yeah. early on or later in their well, life is life is what you make it right exactly and so it's you know it, you're if you're always at the top you're probably not being challenged you know yeah. and if you if you you know miss the mark th- like jake said there's a there's a great learning lesson in there right you know I was, I was coaching triple a this weekend that was a lot of the conversations you know one of the teams i was working with we, we took some bumps and bruises and we talked about how you know you're growing roots right now and if you keep pushing through this storm those roots are going to take hold and then eventually the tree is going to form and then you'll the be able apple tree story then you'll pick the apples right you've heard this one yeah. before right and it's it's i believe it so that's why i tell the kids that and i you know the the tough days are sometimes the best days 
right? And and when you, you know, like Jake did, you make make a B team when you want to make A team, it hurts, right? Socially it hurts. You're like, okay, I want to be with those guys. Those are the buddies I plan to spend the winter with. That's the team I wanted to have the status of. I wanted to, you know, wear the sweatshirt that said Squirt A. And now I've got to walk around the school and wear the Squirt B one. And I'm probably going to take some teasing. But all of that, if you go through it, you know, with good support and a level head, uh, you can grow a lot from that. And I, what I love there, which is part of the reason you're here, right? We have the two you know, boys high school captains here. Um, and you said, I learned a lot about leadership in that. And I took on that role with that team. Um, so, you know, to me, I'm, I'm learning right now that that process really started, at least from a hockey standpoint, back in squirts, not because you made the team and were the leader, because you didn't make the team and learned how to be a leader with a group of guys. So that's that's fantastic. Um, Cars, what about you, squirts? What do you remember? How did the experience go for you? So squirt A, I played forward. I was, I was a third liner, didn't play too much. I was kind of fat and slow, didn't do the best. And then over the summer, I decided I want to make a change in my play. So I switched back to D, kind of worked the D this summer. I kind of Went on to diet, started working out more, taking like my physical game more seriously. And then the next year I was in shape. I was ready to go and we had a good season. I lit it up. Yeah. Yeah. And you you switched to D. So so if I'm hearing that right, you made the A team twice. Yeah. Right. So things worked out for you. Um, even though you said the first year you 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 know, you weren't a, a top level player. Yeah, so maybe a bubble and, and made the team and so didn't play that much. Yeah. Right. So, um, you know, learn lessons in that as well. Um, you know, you talked about, you know, your, your, your physique and how you were and you didn't like it and wanted to make some changes um, in addition to switching positions. What, um, I, I think I know this, but what, why did you decide to switch from forward to D? So I was doing made SL1 and then uh, my coach was Jake Seeger, Cooper yep. Seeger's dad. And he, one game, he said, we need, we were missing a D and I, he put me back there. I play D and he's like, I think you'd be a defenseman. Ever since then, I kind of tried it out. So thank you to Jake Seagard. If you're listening, you helped me out to become a defenseman. Heck yeah. That is a great story. You just created a USHL defenseman. <laughs> that's that's his credit right there. Totally. He can say he created a USHL defenseman. Totally. Well, and I remember because at the time, AAA, you were doing Iceman, right? Yeah. And so we had the 07 Iceman team that was the first AAA team I ever coached, or at least head coached. I was assistant coach with the 05s, but... Um, I remember moving Carson back to D in that time too. Like he's he's trying out D, um, and loved it. Loved what I saw. Loved the way he looked and, and thought the game. And and then paired you up with with Emmett Hartman. Shout out yeah. to him. Um, and you guys were yeah on the ice all the time is what I remember. So yeah, those were fun years. I miss it. Amen. Yeah. So okay. So squirts. Uh, you know, uh, B twice, A twice, uh, but didn't break you. Uh, didn't make you. Still had a long ways to go in terms of becoming who you are, who you want to be. Um, we move into peewees uh, jake what do you remember about peewees you know what teams did you make any highlights um talk to us yeah so the first year i made the peewee b1 team which i was expecting and that was one of my favorite years of hockey the coaches the teammates everything was fun about it we got chosen for the minnesota wild spotlight game so i got to play in that fortunately uh unfortunately we lost to Minnetonka, three to two, but it was overall a really fun Skippers, experience. Man. <laughs> unforgettable. We'll experience. get back. We're here. coming. It's We're coming. coming. It's yeah. coming. It's definitely coming. But uh, yeah, we got to use the high school locker room, so everyone was pumped about that. They sung the national anthem before the game. The place was packed, yep. and it was it was awesome. Very unforgettable experience. So. That's and great. Then, so okay, so Pee Wee B one spotlight game, 
shock the ice arena, use the high school locker room, places packed, core memory. Oh, yeah. It's something I'll never forget. That's fantastic. So, And then the next year, so Pee Wee B won again? No, next year we made the Pee Wee AA team. Hootie was my coach. He, uh, he always pushed us a lot, but well, it was it was a little rough season. We won about five games, but yeah, it was it was a learning experience for sure. For and sure. I I remember this year. This is my first year um, in in Shakopee yeah. after I had left Lakeville, uh, my homecoming, and I I was excited to be back. And I remember you know we were making the jump to Pee Wee Double A, yeah, uh, which was going to have its bumps and bruises. Mm-hmm. So you were a part of that. Yeah. Um, but your growth from squirts to go B and then B again, you learned like, no, no, tryouts are for real. Yeah. Right. So made that team. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, didn't win as many games um, as you maybe would have would have liked, um, but were pushed. You play in a District 6 schedule. It's really tough. Um, and you grew a lot. And I thought the whole group, you know, grew a lot. Um, and I think the association in general learned a lot because that was our first real go at, at you know, double A at the youth yeah. level. And um, we've been a lot more, from my perspective, strategic about, you know, when we deploy teams into that experience so that we don't put them in that boat where they they only win five because it's, it's just tough on young boys yeah. and girls. Yeah, to, I, think, have I think, again, it was a learning experience for everyone. Like, like, this is for real. Like, this is real hockey basically like these are the big boys and yep you got to put more work in in the off season and that's what that's what it takes to be at the highest level so that's i thought everyone learned there yeah no question okay so cars uh what about you peewees uh you did you know squirts you did a the a team twice um was it peewee b1 to double a or double a twice or talk to us it was double a twice so our first year i hate talking about this year two heartbreaking loss in regions we never could get past it so our first year we had a really good team we had simpson oh Baumgartner. that's the first year klein came in so we had all them we had a stack team petterson we made it uh lost our first game to rochester and then we go play andover in the game and we lost heartbreaking terrible i hate talking about it yeah and then we go next year we had a really good team we were top five in state all year long we go to regions we won our first game to, against sartell lost our second against andover i think that was overtime too that was heartbreaking and then we play rosemont we won we were feeling good and then we went into i think it was i'm pretty sure it was tonka i think tonka ended our season again Tonk every single year. Skippers, it's terrible. Man. It's gonna be a party when we get them. It'll be a it'll be a good time. We're getting them soon. Yeah, for sure. And they're good. And that's it's all respect from our end to them. But uh, you know, we're getting fed up and we're ready for favorite <laughs> victories over that. So um, okay, so that that's great. Any other you know core memories from Pee Wee's? Obviously, it sounds like it was you know high end you know hockey, but yeah, you know, some tough 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 endings and tough to talk about. Yeah, we were always we were. I think both years we were ranked top eight, and we go into regions we never could find out to get it done. I I have no clue what happened. Could be my dad as a coach. Oh boy. Here we go. Here <laughs> We're we not go. going down this rabbit hole. Here. Well, I'll tell you what. He was coaching this weekend, and uh, it got better, but it started rough. So you could be onto something there. That could <laughs> I think be I'm it. figuring something out. <laughs> <laughs> oh yikes! Okay, so uh, we move into Bantams. Jake, talk to us about Bantams. Uh, how did this go? I know you played two years. I know one of the years was a big deal from a program standpoint, probably for you personally too, um, and, and you know, kind of a cool family connection there. So talk to about talk to us about your Bantam years yeah so the first year i made 
the Bantam B1 team. I knew I was probably going to make that team. I maybe had a chance for the Bantam A team, but there's a lot of good skaters uh, in the grade above. So then Bantam A came around. Um, yeah, I obviously made the Bantam A team, and my uncle was the coach, fortunately. he, um, Yeah, we, we went to state for the first time ever, right? Yes, and yeah. You third any for- shock we hockey? Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Uh, at least the youth level, and for sure at Bantams, yeah. Um, yeah. I believe it was the first ever. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, my Pee first year, we went to regionals, and we were one game off of going state. And I remember we wanted to be the first team to go to state. Um, that was with Biggie and all those guys, big group of guys. So is this where you mentioned Dawson? Because you mentioned him every episode. So yeah, and shout out to Thomas Dawson. Of course. I love that guy. <laughs> Whenever I'm down at Velocity, he's always working there. Oh, Such yeah. a beauty. See the, the yeah, blue van? Yeah he's, yeah, he's with his nice little van. He's might a Zamboni to, guy there. Might have Is to he? T- yeah, he's, he's got <laughs> Zamboni at Velocity. He's oh, got the van great. and now the Zamboni. What, what can we say? Dawson, you got to come say hi. Hey, we miss you, man. Okay, so uh, Bantam's B1 first year for Jake. Bantam A the second year. Your uncle is the coach. Uh, coach uh, Tom uh, did a great job in his time here in Shakopee. Um, a tough loss in the the game to go to the championship game yeah. uh, to what I believe was War Road, was right? War this Road, was, yeah. and what I remember about this was a we've got a team that made it to state, so that's a big deal. You know, the send off, the whole thing with the fire trucks and the oh yeah, you know the 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 way you do it, and then what I from a head coach's standpoint, this tournament because the Bantam tournaments are anywhere and everywhere, they're all over the place, right? They kind of move around each year. And this one particular year was at Braemar, right? Which for me, I'm like, that's where section semifinals and finals are. This is great for our kids to get experience in this barn in pressure situations because uh, we're hoping to be you know in those moments you know and these guys are playing high school so um, you're there you play against a war road team. Well, first game was we played Rogers. Yep, Rogers. We, yep. Yeah, we it was like eleven zero I think. Yeah. So well, I remember they were upset. They were upset saying we should have been playing double A and shouldn't have been playing A. Yeah. Um, and Rogers is. Rogers, Rogers is a really good program too. So yeah. um, no slouch, but we, we were hot that game. I remember that one. That one wasn't on the main rink in Braemar, right? That no, was, on, it was on South maybe. Sure. Yeah. I, I, I know it was one of the other two rinks. Yeah. Um, and then the semifinals, you're, you know, you're on the main rink and yep. you're playing Roar Road. And it was a, it was a really good game. I don't remember the score, but I know it was I think a good it was game. Six to three, maybe. Sure. But I think we were tied going into the third period. Or something like that, and then they just slated it on us on in the third period. But it was a good game. Yeah, and they had a short bench too, and um, yeah, you know, had been there before, and um, they took care of us. But then we rebounded in the championship, and and that was against third place, or excuse me, the third place game. Ex- Stillwater. Yeah. So yeah, we we played them earlier in the season in a scrimmage at Stillwater, and we we actually lost that one. That was one of the few games we lost, but. Yeah, we got our revenge on them and took third place in the state tournament. So totally, so timing is so important. Sometimes losing to a team early can be the best thing for you, yeah. right? To get through it, you know. That's that's. I mean, last year high school Minnetonka lost to Chan right early. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was enough of the edge to make sure Minnetonka yeah. came in sharp, even though that game took overtime in the section yeah. final this year. 
Um, I was just coaching a AAA, you know, weekend where uh, my team that, that just won a championship, we got crushed in in our final game of pool play against the team that we played in the championship. I think it was a nine to one loss, and then we we won in in a shootout. So it's just sometimes you lose at the right time, and you know it serves you down the road when you want to win the big one. Yeah, we actually played uh, St. Louis Park in, in a scrimmage earlier in the season, and we lost to them, and that was also one of our few losses that season and then we played them in the regional um what do you want to call it like the the final basically the championship but yeah it was the last game um then we beat them in that game to go to state so that one felt pretty good too totally okay so jake had a for my estimation a, a great and successful bantam experience a b1 year you know, kind of a marination and development year than a than a Bantam A year that culminates with the first ever trip to state, you know, from the youth for the youth program and a and a third place finish. Um Carson, uh <laughs> um, let's talk about your Bantam experience. Uh, you know, I know that I, I know I know all this of course, but I know it was also pretty um, you know, uh, short uh, and also, you know, uh, misunderstood by some people. So let's let's just talk about your Bantams and, and and go through it. I'll give the mic to you. Very interesting year. So I started out, played one month of Bantams. We had a really good record. I think we lost one. I think we lost like two or three games, something around there. And then high school tryouts came out. I'm like, I'm gonna try out for the good experience kind of thing. I was going back to Bantams and I went to tryouts and. I tried out really good, and then the coaches like told me I made the team and everything, and it was a hard decision. But I decided to go up to high school my eighth grade year. Yeah, yep. And and you know there was you weren't the only eighth grader uh, yeah. that we ended up selecting out of that, and then um, a couple other players that were on the team. You know it was a tough decision. It's it, decisions are always tough when we're building a high school team. Um, what I remember specifically about you and in the tryout was okay, this guy's playing defense and he looks the part. And I was struggling with that because I'm like, he's in eighth grade. We have, you know, been playing guys that are juniors and seniors on defense. It's a pretty rugged game. He's coming from Peewees. He's played one month of Bantams. Of course, you know, you do off-season hockey, so you had been playing checking in a physical yeah. game, uh, you know, with your peers, but this was going to be different. Um, but I think the biggest thing was just the way – that you handled pressure situations, your panic threshold, the way you didn't throw the puck, the way you worked to solve problems that allowed us to not be in vulnerable spots um, was like, I, I don't know if anyone else is doing it this well. Maybe maybe he's not going to, you know, go to the corner and, and, and check the forward like some of the other guys will, but he's going to be able to make some other plays with the puck. And we had long, 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 exhausting conversations as a staff about what the right thing to do for you as a player, uh, how it was going to affect the Bantams, how it was going to affect the high school. Um, we knew that it was, you know, going to have some sort of ripple, but um, ultimately, you know, made the decision to offer you an invitation and then let the decision be yours. And uh, you, you decided to come. So, I, 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 looking back, I think it was a good thing. There were obviously some challenges. Yeah. Uh, you know, you were now you've now been drafted in the USHL. Uh, I think a big part of that is your ability to showcase that you can play against older guys and against bigger guys and, and in big moments. Um, and you know, you've in the last two years led our team in minutes. So. Um, it's not like we pulled you up and, and, and parked you on the bench. We've been using you. So Bantams was short for you. Uh, you played a month of Bantam AA. Yeah. Uh, and then you've been playing high school since. So um, you're anything else you can think about from the youth? No, I just, 
what was it like, at least from your perspective? Obviously, like you said, you played checking hockey for summer and then a month. What was it like coming from? Because I know some for some people, it takes some time getting used to even just going up from Pewees to Bantams, but you were going straight to the big boys playing with against, I mean, mo, especially at that time, there wasn't many eighth graders and not even many freshmen across the state playing. Yeah. So you were one of the few eighth graders that were cracking lineups. So that was always a big thing. We'd go play other cities. are like, oh, this it says there's an eighth grader on the team. And so what was it like for you, at least training-wise or even coming to the practice? Like, did you think it was going to be as rugged, as detail-oriented, like high school practice compared to Bantams? Did you expect that to like some degree? Was it more than you expected? Was it like just exactly how you expected it? Or I think I, it was kind of more than I expected. I kind of thought going to high school, I knew everybody was like, oh, they're like bigger, faster, stronger than me. I just knew I had a good brain and going to practice and everything. I didn't realize how much systems you do and stuff. Because when you're playing Bantams, it's a lot of skill-based stuff. And then you go to high school, it's a lot of systems. But it's it was fun though. I think that eighth grade year really pushed me and helped me be become a way better player playing against those bigger, faster, stronger guys that really like develop my brain to make faster decisions with the puck and everything. Well, yeah. And I think when you move up, especially that drastically, and I mean, you're playing against guys who are sometimes five years older than you, yeah, four and a half, five years older. I mean, it's a drastic difference. And you go from training, doing skating and stick handling and shooting every practice to working on power play and penalty kill and running the systems. And we, we've done a pretty good job. Coach Calvin and other coaches have done a good job of kind of implementing some of the systems at a basic level throughout the youth. So now you kind of learn the high school system as you come up, but it's definitely, I mean, you skip two years of learning that basic system stuff yeah. to jump straight into the most advanced system stuff that you had to learn and then do for two years. So what was your kind of take on jumping at least system wise? I it was I think it was like a little it was a little bit different of a change. I've never really played in like a team that was like that system based, but I think uh that summer before it planned blades they put a pretty strict system on. So I think that helping me kind of helped me go into a nice like getting ready for systems and I thought it prepared me well for the season. Yeah, I mean, we it's a, a lot of structure in high school hockey, at least if you want to be successful. Um, that's usually the number one thing any rookie notices is, you know, it's it's not really a, a skill development model as as in comparison to Bantams and especially Pee Wee's squirts and, and mites. You know, you're really trying to hone in on the squirts with those young guys. Um, but because you've put so much time into the, the skill development, um, you, you got to put some time into the, the system side of things. Carson, I thought you did a great job. I think you continue to do a great job of just learning it. And um, you're, you're a guy who likes to be coached. You like to learn the game. You know, you want uh, that push and that that feedback. So, um, you know, that's always, you know, encouraged and excited by the coaches too. So, um, yeah, then then we, we segue into high school here. So you guys start playing high school seasons. Um you know, you came in uh, the same time. Um, yeah. You know, Jake, yeah. you were a sophomore, um, and 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 Carson, you were an eighth grader. Um, so you've got you guys both have two seasons under your belt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, close to you know forty to fifty games of of experience in some form or fashion. Um, you know, talk to us about just 
in general, what high school hockey has been like for you, um, you know, why you uh, have appreciated it, why you stick with it, you know, why you're going to continue to do it as a senior here, uh, you know, just talk to us about your high school experiences. Yeah, so I'm just, I just, I'm passionate about the game. I love, I love the game of hockey. I love coming to the rink every day. I think it's a good escape from school and you just, you just have a family at the rink that you just get to go to every day and make jokes in the locker room and serious on the ice most of the time. And yeah, it's just a big family and we just ride or die together. So yeah, for sure. That's how I look at it. I love high school. It's with all like the student sections, everything, it's absolute blast. And coming up to the high school and having our great coaching staff that we had adding Brent Culleton this year, he knows everybody. I swear every single arena we went to, (laughs) he'd be like, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He like, Talk to everybody. You have Ferns. He knows everybody too. And then you have Kelvin, who all of our coaches just know everybody. Is I think we have great coaches, and they really helped guide our team to our first section win this year, which was awesome. It was a great experience. It's been the highlight of my entire life beating Prior Lake. Yeah, I mean, can we we talk about it every time, right? It's PL, but yeah, that's that's all really good. And I agree. We've got. I'm blessed uh, and, and grateful uh, to to be surrounded by the coaches uh, that we have on our staff. You know, you mentioned uh, you know Coach Culleton. You mentioned Coach Ferns. Um, these guys, they eat. They sleep, they drink, they just, everything is hockey. You know, they can't get enough of it. Um, They're constantly doing it and thinking about it. They're constantly thinking about, you know, our team. You know, I I get a text message with with paper scribbles and drawings of uh, the power player, the penalty killer. They're at every rink. As I I go to watch, like, I went to, like, Lakeville South versus Minnetonka. Their Cully and Ferns are up there taking notes. So when we play Minnetonka, this is their power play, and they do this or... They, 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 they go to the, the games in person and then they also watch that game on tape yeah. um, and they'll watch all the other games on tape. Ferns is a machine. He watches all of it. Um, you know, he's also scouting too. So it's, it serves another purpose, but he just loves it. He can't get enough of it. And that passion I think oozes into you guys and yeah. you, you can feel it. And, you know, we, we show up and, you know, we have a plan. Matt, we probably have five plans. Most days, you know, Cully is either texting or, or, or calling me like, Hey, I, I'm sure you got a plan, but if we could just, I got a couple of drills I'd love for us to do today. And, you know, and so it was, you know, it's great. I'd much rather a, a coach that has the knowledge and talents he does want to pour in, want to get involved and be like, I don't know what to do. You tell me, you know, and sit back and sit on their hands. That's not these guys, especially when it comes to drills and that stuff with Cully that he's, he's constantly giving off, you know, opinions and, and offering advice. It's great. Yeah, uh, what do you guys think about coming up? I'm sure you maybe did a little bit during Bantams. I remember doing just a little bit, but what's the transition of learning the game of hockey? Because I know at least this past season, the last two seasons, I mean, when you get up to high school, we pretty much treat it almost kind of like juniors to professional. I mean, you're in the weight room, you're watching film, probably watch a little more would like to watch more film if we had more time. Obviously, you guys are at school and don't have all day to spend watching or studying hockey because you got other stuff you have to do. But what's the at least the transition of just learning different or even going to other games 
just scout teams like that process because most of the time during youth it's the coaches are like oh yeah I've seen this team play or we've played against them this is kind of what they do but when you come you have a strict game plan going almost into every game of we need to forecheck like this we need to play defense is is there a learning curve at least for you guys of coming up like oh there's a lot of information Every time I step on the ice, whether it's little details of my skating at practice or off ice stuff, or even in the weight room, we've had good trainers. I mean, you're dialing stuff in the weight room. Is there, do you guys feel like it's as much of an information overload or is it just you're coming? It's basically like school 2.0, but for something that you guys love. Yeah, I think it's like you said, school 2.0. Like we don't practice, we didn't practice as much in Bantams. We practice every day in high school. Um, we, rarely had film in Bantams you know it was a big deal if we had film and then in high school it's you have film like once or twice a week or a lot of meetings and weightlifting so yeah I think it's a big jump from Bantams to high school I think it's bigger than a lot of kids expect not necessarily like a rude awakening but it's 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 a big jump and it's definitely a grind to it so yeah, it's a whole new game. You go from Bantams where everybody's around your age or maybe a year older, and then you're going up to high school where some kids are four years older than you, some kids are your age. It's just the ice shrinks, everybody's getting bigger, so there's less space. And I think going through all the film and doing all the systems really makes you understand the game better and builds your hockey IQ. And I think the later, more and more you go on with the season, the smarter and smarter kids get about hockey and the team gets more crisp and more crisp every single day. And working out too I think that's a big part during the season you always got to stay strong off the ice and keep working on explosiveness and all that stuff because the best teams they separate themselves in the weight room yeah it's you guys make great points I, I when when we're building a schedule for the high school team you know, obviously it starts with when are our games who are we playing against um, and then you know what practices do we have any day that we're not in a game we've got to practice and then it's you know after that okay I've got to make sure I've got minimum of one day of video. And then we've got to make sure we've got, you know, the strength training to complement that. We're believers that we can build strength in the off in the season. You know, obviously we've got to build strength in, in the off season, but we're not just trying to maintain, you know, in the final couple of weeks as we're peaking and getting ready to play playoff hockey, you know, we're, we're trying to make sure that we're working out any injury kinks or preventing any injuries in those moments. But the rest of the season, we're trying to lift, you know, weights at least twice a week, sometimes three if we don't, if we have the right game situation. If we've got three games in the week, you're not lifting, you know, mm -hmm. three times. And then we watch all kinds of film. We watch film of ourselves. We watch film of our opponents. We watch film of third party, right, college teams and otherwise. So um, it's... It's a hockey, you know, school type situation where you're learning a lot. But it's again, you know, squirts, peewees, um, you know, even bantams to an extent. You know, it, it's just a different level of of skill and understanding than space and, and time, right? So everyone can catch a pass, everyone can make a pass, everyone can shoot a hard shot at the high school level. You're trying to add up seconds and even you know milliseconds yeah right to create that edge and get that opportunity um you're running plays you know you, you need to know this is what this means on a face off this is what this means in the offensive zone this is what this means in the defense like and all of this needs to be understood under pressure so you can execute it you know we talked about it after we were you know after the gophers lost in the national championship about the the, the face off play they run and we run one similar right and yeah. we had a lot of success with it we scored goals on it um, and if you're not running plays like that, you're missing out on opportunities. So 
you have to really structure it up and, and do some of those things. And then we really push the kids to prioritize, you know, depending on what their situation is. Are you a multi-sport player or not? You know, you've got to get skill development in the off season. You're not going to be with us. So, you know, June and July, we can work with you. But the rest of the months is your skill development time because you're not with the high school staff. So whatever other team you might be playing with isn't our team and our structure and our stuff. So you've got to be really prioritizing. That's why, you know, Jake's in lacrosse season. So that's his focus right now. And I think that's great. Um, I was a multi-sport guy. I mean, a lot of people are. There's there's a lot of success that can be had from that. I support it. Um, and, and Carson's not. He's a single sport athlete. And so this is his time for strength training. This is his time for skill development. You know, this is his time for those things. So, yeah. Well, I think we, um, I'm curious, I want to talk to you guys about captains and leadership. You know, we, we, we brought you on the show uh, because you're the captains. And, uh, you know, I guess my first question about, you know, being a captain, obviously I want to know how it feels uh, to be selected as a captain. What does that mean to you? Um, is it something you saw coming? Is it something you were surprised about? Is it something that, you know, you're excited about or nervous about? Um, and then, you know, my follow-up to that is what, what do you guys think makes a good captain? Yeah, so I feel honored to be captain of Shakopee. I've always lived here, and it's always been a dream of mine to, you know, play on varsity and be a captain and lead the team, and I, I'm excited for it. Um, I think I I think I kind of expected it throughout the year, um, and I think what makes a good captain is obviously leadership because that's what it's all about, but I think respect from specifically faculty and staff in the school, like for example, Joe Roder, Sam Zovic, like I think everyone at school, like the teachers and the staff respected them a lot as just human beings. So I think that has a big part in being a captain for any sport. Yeah, that's that's a great answer. I I I, I can I get it. And that those are two great you know, captains that we've had, at least under my time coaching that, you know, walk the walk while they talk the talk and um, great humans. It's a great way to put it. So Carson, what about you? I was first off, I'd like to thank my parents for raising me the right way, teaching me how to become a leader, always just being there for me, helping me make it. And I think I was kind of surprised when I got captain because I'm, I'm going to be a sophomore next year. Nobody really thought they would name a sophomore captain, but when I got it, I was excited. I knew I could lead the team well enough few traits that are well as a guy that brings good energy guy that's on the guy that's on the bench pounding his stick getting all the guys going a guy that's like good just a big he's just a leader all around on and off the ice he's always doing the right thing leading by example and always working hard like when we're skating lines the guy's there he's on the lines he's saying let's go guys let's go let's work hard let's have a good practice say this bringing everybody up every single chance he gets yeah yeah, those are all great traits. And, um, you know, I think both of you guys, you know, emulate a lot of that from my perspective. I know it was coaches when we talked about, you know, the captain selection process. Um, you know, it, Jake, you were the uh, hands down uh, non-negotiable for all of us. Just the way you you conducted yourself as a leader this year without a letter, you know, on your sweater and, and without being a captain. Um, you had a voice in the locker room, right, when we'd have team discussions. Um, you know, you you had a voice on the bench. Um, didn't matter really what was going on, you know, a tough game, great game. Your energy was just, you know, very, very consistent. So, um, you know, those things were, were obvious to us as coaches. 
Um, you know, I like, like I said before, the fact that you're a multi-sport athlete, you know, so that you're you're connected with the guys who are playing some of the other sports too. And, and you know, you, you get worried that when a guy's playing another sport that he feels disconnected from the hockey team when the hockey guys are doing stuff in the spring or other parts of the year. Um, and so you're there with them as a leader. And I think that's, that's all really great. Um, and I think the biggest thing is you're just like, you know, both of you are, but Jake, especially, you know, you're like the definition of work ethic. You know, you, you, we talked about it as just talking about your youth. You know, it wasn't always the top teams, right? You've been working and working and working uh, to try and be the guy that you are. And uh, that work ethic is, is you know, paying off. And as a process of that, you're, you're awarded as a captain and our team's rewarded with, you know, the success that we've been experiencing from the guys you mentioned that were leading before and, and now you. So, um, you know, and Karst, I think... It, it, it's, it's not normal to, to have a sophomore be a captain. Um, you know, we've, we've got a young team in general. Um, you know, like I said earlier in the show, we, we've played you the most. <laughs> you, you know, you log a lot of minutes. It's just different. Do you usually play a little bit more um, than, than forwards? And so you, you're on the ice a lot. You're a staple there. Um, I can't imagine that will change unless, of course, you know, y you make changes that, that will go in the negative, but you're, you're constantly working to fine-tune your game. Um, you know, it is nice to have a full-time hockey guy in a leadership role because um, those are important too, right? I think that, you know, as a guy gets you – know, I always talk about I think kids should be multi-sport athletes pre-puberty. I think that's just my belief on it. If you are uh, a young boy or girl, expose yourself to all of it, figure out the things you love, right? Like, Carson, you didn't even love hockey right away, right? Yeah. So it's like do other things, work other muscle groups, expand your brain and understanding of rules and, and how to go about being successful in other games. Um, and then, you know, as you get older, figure out – What's your passion about? Don't just do it because you want to, like, you feel like you have to do it. Like, if you love it, then do it, right? And so, Jake, you love lacrosse, you play lacrosse. That's fantastic, right? And like we said before, we hope you guys are super successful. Uh, but it is great having a full-time hockey guy. And, and, and Carson, I think you're focused on the right things. Um, you know, you're not, uh, and I hope this stays consistent, and I, I trust that it will. You're not a big party guy. You know, you're a guy who cares about what you put in your body, right? You, you know, eat and drink the right things. You're focused on that stuff. You know, I know you're self-induced on a meal plan and like eat things that on a time at a certain time, a certain amount uh, each day, and, yeah. and all those things are from my experience, what high level athletes do. You know, I was um, in my playing days. I was exposed to Larry Larry Fitzgerald. Um, was a you know Minnesota guy, and I remember at his house in Arizona, I was like, "You have a chef?" He's like, "Yeah, of course I have a chef." I'm like, "Well, that's pretty sweet." He's like, "Yeah, I got it. My body is my business. Like, I have to eat the right things. You don't put regular fuel in a in, you know in a in a race car. You put you know race car fuel. You know you don't put regular fuel in a jet. You put jet engine fuel, right? So I'm I'm an athlete. I put I don't eat greasy food. I eat the right food. You know." And that really stuck with me. And that's that's just something that you do, you know, out of passion for being the best at your craft. And so um, you guys have things that I think will be, you know, great in terms of leadership. And of course, you got big shoes to follow uh, into from the, from the previous leaders. Uh, but I trust you guys will do a great job in that. Well, and I think another thing, uh, it's not normally something that gets talked about a lot. I see it in you guys. I saw it in the captains that were before me, the captains that just graduated. Um, it when you guys talked about the respect from faculty or other just outside of the rink, obviously we're all family here. We know all the staff, we know all the people, parents or other people that are here. But I think one of the big things, at least in our culture, and I 
it goes for other places too, but we're respectful wherever we go, whether it was on team trips, even when you're out in daily life, whether you're going to Chipotle, you're going to the grocery store, uh, doing whatever you are, you're respectful um, to other people. And I think that brings comes back to the culture that we have here, at least in the hockey team. I, I Other sports do do it as well, but I think at least here in Shockby, it's been the hockey guys, the hockey captains, the group that have been, I, and I use this term very lightly, but I say the popular kids in high school. Mm-hmm. It's not like, I take it more as you guys know everybody. You're very nice to everybody. Um, like you guys hang out with a bunch of different groups of people, like no matter if it's, Again, use these terms lightly, but whether it's the nerdy kids in class or the athletes or the people who do choir, everybody is in tune with our hockey team, but as well as the captains. Like I, I see myself and you guys too is like at the football games, you guys are the guys who everybody wants to talk to and hang out with because you guys are just fun and nice people to be around. And I think that's a culture thing that we've set in our hockey program is be the guy who everybody wants to be around. Nobody wants to be the, the be around the people who put down other people who are too self-centered like that. And that's not who you guys are. or Even most of our hockey team is because that's just the culture that we come every day as you leave your personal stuff at the door when you walk into the rink. But having the connections with whether it's the athletes, whether it's whoever it is at school, parents, faculty, other students, I, I've seen that as I've come through and as you guys go through and hopefully as all the rest of the hockey kids that come through this program do is where we've built a very personable group of kids. And I feel like coaches, Coach Calvin and the other coaches do it very well is picking the right boys and men it's not just it is about their hockey skill and your school and that like your grades and that stuff but it's also about who you are as a person and that comes back to your parents and your families um but as well as the people who you surround yourself with and i think that we're you guys in particular are very smart um with situations and who you put yourself around but you're still nice and respectful to everybody um and i think you guys could agree that a lot of you guys are very personal people and hang out with a lot of different groups like jake you guys don't just hang out with lacrosse guys you guys sit with at lunch or whoever it is with all different types of kids and i think that's one of the things that our program or at least you guys put up for the hockey team very well well said well said absolutely um any last thoughts uh, from you guys in terms of uh captaincy otherwise what i'd like to jump into is just talking about uh, this upcoming season um, obviously we're we're many months away um uh, but you know what your thoughts are on um you know it'll be a new group you guys will be in a leadership role um i should also mention too like you know captains are not just you know get to do you know the fun things captains do the work you know captains are the last ones off the bus you know captains are the last ones out of the locker room on travel the captains do a lot of the responsibilities so with the 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 limelight and and the notoriety comes also a bunch of behind the scenes work right that we think um helps you know helps develop you into better leaders um we believe leaders leaders eat last in our in our 
program. So, you know, everybody else needs to be making sure that they're fed and taken care of and, and in a good spot. And then we can finally rest our heads down. So, um, but no, I want to segue into um, this upcoming season and, you know, as leaders, you know, what are your, you don't need to necessarily say record and whatnot, but just what would be, you know, make it a great season for you guys? What are the goals? What are the things you guys are seeing? And we're a long ways away from that. We don't even know exactly who will be on the team or in what roles. Um, but obviously, you know, the coaching staff, you know, believes you guys will be there and be a part of it. You know, what do you see the season looking like? Yeah, for me, I'm really excited for this season. Like, like you said, it's, it's going to be a different team and as last year. And I think, I think that it's going to be good for our team. And I think a lot of kids are going to have to step up and like our whole team is going to have to step up this year. And I think that will be really good for us. And I think we can use that to, you know, go to Braemar and go to the section championship and compete for state. So I'm really excited for that. And just, to work in the off season and STP and whatever teams other people are on. And yeah, I'm really excited for the future. So yeah, I'm excited too. I would say for sure the goal next year is to win state. That's what we look for every single year. You got to go, you got to build your way up there. We got to start off with this summer. Everybody's got to stay disciplined. We got to have a good summer STP. We got to work hard there. We got to really set the example, right? As captains between me and Jamar here, we got to, show them what we really are and what Shockby High School is and just a different style of hockey. And going into the season, we always got to be prepared. We got to stay sharp. We can't be partying or getting or do any of that. It's that stuff that other teams can do, which that can put us ahead of the curve by not doing that stuff. We got to fuel our bodies with the right stuff. And I think if we really take this year more seriously than stay disciplined, I think we can have a really good year and have a good shot at winning state. Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. And I love... Uh uh the the talk about discipline and, and i trust you guys will will be the type of leaders that lead from the front um and you talk about you know stp the summer training program this is the you know minnesota state high school league gives us uh time in june and time in july there's a there's a no contact week in there um over the fourth of july um and but it's really our only time in the summer to you know get a peek and 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 see the guys skate with the guys build you know some of the relationships with the new guys um that are incoming from from the bantam program and whatnot and um you know re-establish those relationships with with the guys that are returning um you know and so june is usually um you know introductory for the younger guys and they're learning you know this is as much as we'd love it to be a skills time it's a lot of like you need to learn how we forecheck you need to learn how we defend you need to learn how we neutral zone you need to learn how we do all this stuff because you know, you guys know this as I'm saying it. the The season goes fast in November. You you have a couple of days of tryouts, a uh, couple of practices, couple of scrimmages, and you're already in game one. And you've had very little time to implement all the things without just completely cramming their brains with all this stuff. So summer's a big, you know, development time for us to at least introduce it to the new guys uh, and refresh the, the returners. July we get a lot more competitive. You know, we do the summer tournament stuff. Um, this year we're doing three of them. Um, so we've entered into um, you know, the same ones we did last year. We have the um, the Egan Summer Tournament, which we've done for the last couple of years. Um, the Eastridge Summer Tournament the next weekend. So the I'll, I'll give it to you. The, the Egan Summer Tournament is the 14th, 15th, and 16th of July. 
Um, the Eastridge tournament is the 21st, 22nd, and 23rd. So the next weekend in July, and then the final weekend in July, uh, which this one's new, uh, the 28th, 29th, and 30th is the high school summer festival. And this is an invite only. Um, the other ones are kind of, they send out emails and try and get people in and see who's interested. And, um, you know, we've been, you know, quote unquote up and coming and, um, we're, we're now, I guess, worthy of participating in this. So they, they give us the option to do what they call a varsity and JV. It's always really sensitive in the summer, but that's how they term it. So it'll be yeah. a team one and team two. Um, and, and we'll talk as a staff here over the next couple of weeks about, you know, what we think those rosters will look like, but, um, Nonetheless, it'll be a good chance for us to deploy all the stuff that we're training on in June and in, Ju and in July, um, and for these guys to really start the process of you know being leaders for the for the team that will eventually be shaped out of the guys that attend the summer camp. I think uh, before we end the episode, just have to get it out there that uh, if you've listened this far, the third captain for this next year is going to be. Just wanted to get that in there for the clip. I know you did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we don't know uh, who the third captain will be. Um, if we'll have a third captain, well, people skipping to the end try to figure. Out. Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> that's you. That's get them to watch that's, the whole thing right there. That's, yeah. that's pure clickbait. Yeah, that's exactly what you said. You did pre-show uh, about Vogel's episode because you wanted to know what he was talking about. But we don't know. Uh, we we talk about it all the time uh, about what that uh, third captain could be. Um, we've had up to four captains, so we're not against that. Um, we like leaders. Uh, we like guys in in roles that give them responsibility. Um, you know, we obviously selected the two of you, so that was what we knew for sure. Um, and other guys have opportunities to prove, you know, their levels of leadership. I hope a lot of guys, I hope it makes it really tough on us. Like we got to get more guys, you know, some of these leadership opportunities and put letters on their sweater um, and time will tell. So we'll, we'll shape that out over, over the next couple of, of months. Um, and for sure into the fall, um, if we don't make a decision in the summer. So. Well, yeah, thank you guys for coming on Uh good episode. So hope you guys continue to show some support and, uh, get out there and keep training and i'm sure there'll be more of these episodes to come with you guys later this next season so yeah, yeah thank you yeah thanks for having me yeah and, and good luck jake uh the rest of the lacrosse season uh rooting for you guys one game at a time yep. keep the boys sharp and dialed um you know get that conference championship uh let's let's have a good section run absolutely um you know if chan's lucky enough to make it there and play us then they'll have to deal with uh the revenge tour that i know you guys are on and yep. Um, looking forward to to that and 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 seeing you guys at the state tournament yep. if if all goes well and cars keep training keep the boys dialed um, you know it sounds like you've been you know, spent a lot of time with some of the younger guys that are upcoming yeah. so um, keep them on the right path and, and and bring the guys in and around you and uh, appreciate you guys taking the time to be on the show yeah thanks, thanks yeah thank man. you it was a fun time I like yeah it's it a good podcast fun. I like this we hope you enjoyed this episode and we want to thank you for making it all the way to the end. Hit that follow button to save our podcast so you don't miss any episodes. Also, if you enjoyed the podcast and want to show your support, we encourage you to leave us a five-star rating. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you at the rink.